Um, yeah, so hopefully he's out for count. But dinner's made. Just need the washing up. You know, dad's life's treating me all right this week. At the 26-yard line. Henry, running lane. Henry. Turning on the speed. Derek Henry. Stiff arm. Henry, another. Oh, he's done it again. Oh, Henry. Touchdown, Titans. You knew it was coming. It's coming. Mariota throws in the end zone. Man is there. Touchdown, Titans! Corey Davis, his first ever touchdown catch at Nissan Stadium. That's why you pick him. That's why you want him. And that's why Marcus Mariota is the man. Welcome. This is the Transatlantic Titans podcast, and that's probably about as happy as I'm going to sound for the next hour. Um, Adam here. Um, I have got Harry Maltby with me. How are you doing, Harry? Yeah, great. Really good to be back. It feels like an age since I've been able to chat to your lad, so it's uh, it's nice to be back and to be able to have Titans football again, which uh, made my Sunday day amazing. My Sunday night, maybe not so much. Well, whatever. It is lovely to see your beautiful face again. Um, Brian Hurley is here, one of the best heads of hair in the enti- on the entire planet, and he's wearing a cap. Um, what are you going? What's going on, Brian? How are you doing, anyway? Yeah, awesome. Um, Titans football is definitely back in the, the most Titans fashion, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, sort of full 2014 vibes, um, but we'll get to, we'll get to that. Uh, joining us for the first time, which is far, far too late. Um, when I saw you in June, um, you were bending my ear quite rightly about this. Uh, why haven't you been on before? It's mostly on me. Um, Rob Langley joins us. How you doing, Rob? Hi, Adam. Uh, hi, guys. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, an absolute pleasure. And as a fellow, if anyone's seen my personal Twitter bio, it says one of the world's six Essex cricket and Tennessee Titans supporters. Rob is one of the other five. Um, so, can we talk about Essex cricket? It would be better, <laughs> wouldn't it? It'd be much better than this. Yeah, I, I do notice you have got me on after probably one of the most depressing games I've ever watched. But we'll, I'm sure we'll get to that. <laughs> so, just to clarify, cricket's like less exciting than baseball, right? Just want to point. You know, for, obviously, we have some overseas listeners. Don't want people getting too confused. Cricket is like a slower, more boring version of baseball. It's it's a weird one to compare the two. They Rob, Rob, you're big into baseball, aren't you? But like they they've got a very different dynamic. Like in cricket, the pressure is all on the batsman to keep their wicket intact, and in baseball, it's all on the pitcher. So there's like it's like the opposite vibe to it. This is a bit deep. Can we get in fact let's just let's just talk about baseball and cricket for an hour. Um <laughs> um yeah, you're Washington, aren't you? Baseball. Yeah, Washington right? National. Yeah, I love baseball. Yes, but Harry is right. There are times when it is very, very dull. But actually, I, I do really enjoy baseball and cricket. So <laughs> I don't know whether that says something about me more than the, the sports, to be honest. <laughs> Yeah. You've you've got to have time on your hands to watch either, that's for sure. Yeah, you do. Yeah, I quite like that. Sit back and relax. <laughs> Unfortunately, Titans games come fewer and far further between, but 
I say unfortunately. It happened, didn't it? The week one catastrophe. What what words what words could you use? Fact no, before let's not get into that quite yet. Rob, debutant here. Um how on earth let's let's do this. I think we've done this with ourselves at some point. Um we'll try and do this with, with everyone when I don't forget. But how did you become a Titans fan? What's your kind of Titans history pedigree? Yeah, uh, fell into it really. Uh, I've been watching NFL since about 2012, 2013. Probably like most people, it was a case of watching the Super Bowl and then getting into it gradually. Um, 2016, I was lucky enough to go. Uh, we did a road trip across America, went to Nashville, one of our stops. Um, didn't have an American football team then, um, and fell in love with the place. Absolutely loved Nashville. Um, when I had a look around the stadium, it was off-season. It was um, July we were there, so there were no games. However, saw the ground, loved the city, so I thought, well, yeah, this is the team for me. Um, then they came over, what year did they come over? 2018? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, went to that, um, and yeah, from that point, I was I was hooked. So yeah, not too long. Um, had some, We've had some good times, haven't we, to be honest, from those last... Last five years have been fairly good, really. It hasn't been it's up and down, but I'd say probably more ups than downs. Um, but yeah, the last the last year has been a bit of a struggle. But I do I do enjoy. It. And like you say, I support Essex. They've, they're normally fairly good. Um, my football team's Leighton Orient, so they're fairly. <laughs> um, so I don't mind teams being rubbish. I, I am a supporter of teams, and I don't really watch them to. To win as such, I just enjoy enjoy the games and yes, it was a struggle Sunday. I will say that, but it, it seemed very it's a very familiar tale. From the last what certainly the last eight games of last season, it was very familiar this Sunday, wasn't it? So it cut it. It felt a bit like coming back down to earth. I, I think we had we were probably all a bit pessimistic early in the off season about what the what the immediate future was going to be, um, but we signed Hopkins and it just felt, Oh, actually there's, we're taking this seriously. We're going to try and win. We're not going to tank. We're not looking. Well, we are looking forward to to the future with Ran, but there's a sense that this isn't going to be a going through the motions period. Uh, we, we're going to try and we're going to try our best to win. And I had, to, I had a bit of optimism about this. And then it just, everything I saw offensively on Sunday just brought me back down to earth. Now it's, it's a case of, working out whether it's time to panic or not really is was it a blip um or was was it a sign of we should be really worried about what to expect this year i'm really not not sure um we should probably start with with ryan Tannehill, brian um who did not really look comfortable at any point in the game i'll, I'll be honest and um, what did you what did you make of it yeah um it was definitely uh a tough day at the office for him. I, I, I think um, obviously now in the preseason and missing half of last season plays a factor. He was sort of trending negatively towards the end before his injury, so I don't know. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna fall out with him just yet. I, I kind of blew my top on Sunday night and said I'm done with him, but that was no reaction. <laughs> um, there was a lot of miscues on offence and then weren't all his fault I think no, you can no. quite clearly see he doesn't trust his tackles yet um, although there is some positivity there 
you know, there seems to be a bit of cohesion there. Um, might might take a few weeks before we get going. Um, I think if you remember under Arthur Smith, we didn't start the season on fire. We started well the twenty nineteen. We started with Marcus, of course. Yeah, um, and yeah, that was a bit of a brutal start. Other than the, other than the first game, I think at the Browns, but yeah, that was a change was needed. I don't know if there's a similar pattern with this. Um, Rob, where are you at? Do you feel that this is just going to keep being brutal, or was this bit of rustiness? If I if I sit back and take my Titans hat off. Um, we lost the game very narrowly against a fairly decent enough side away from home in the first game of the season. So you take you take all that into account without looking at, at the actual game. You think, well, oh, okay, maybe we can actually build on build on some things there. However, being fans, oh, I didn't think the O line was particularly bad. I thought they were all right, and that was a big worry going in, wasn't it? I think into the season was that the O line wasn't going to hold up and was all over the place. I didn't think they were that bad. I thought it held up fairly well, and Tannehill had loads of time. I thought so. It's a bit scary seeing him. There was a couple there that, like the overthrows, and just think what what is going on there? And you don't, we don't, aren't really used to that, are we, with him? So yeah, am I panicked? I guess so. Yeah, I, I do guess so. But then, what do we actually expect from this team? But this, I'm, not, this, expecting, I'm yeah. not expecting loads. So, <laughs> is that is that result on Sunday not such a bad thing? Oh, I don't know. I'll keep going round, round and round in circles, to be honest, like I have in the last 30 seconds of talking. That's um, <laughs> all we ever I, do. I, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I don't know. The answer is I don't know. Um, have we got anything that's better? Probably not. Um, it, is Are they going to make a change with him Anytime soon? No, I don't think so. Um, I just don't think that's on the cards. Um, so yeah, it's it's a difficult one. Am I panic? No, not particularly. But I wasn't that high going in. So, but imagine if we all panicked about everything the Tennessee Titans did. Where would, <laughs> where would we be? Um, it's you mentioned that have him having time in the pocket, and I I thought like I'm watching it with my son and. There must have been, like, in the first half alone, there must have been five or six times when I said to him, like, said watching it, oh, he's got a bit of time here, he's got a bit of time here. And then he seemed to panic about pressure that wasn't really there or step up in the pocket too early or or scramble too early. And so I don't I don't know if last year has got into his head a bit about about the O-line or he's not comfortable. Obviously, it's a other than Aaron Brewer, it's all new personnel. So it's it might take a bit of time to bed in. It might take a bit of time for Ryan Tannehill to get used to it. But I kind of agree with you. I don't. I don't think maybe the left tackle aside. I don't think the O line played that badly, and it seemed to be more the, like the jitters from Tannehill. Um, Harry, what did you? Well, where did you think the blame lied? I I don't really know. I think going away from Henry in the second half was a big. Big mistake, really. We were doing well with him in the game and running the rock and him just not really getting a touch in the second half was a, a major issue. Um, and, yeah, just didn't really feel that we got things right. Obviously, Tannehill threw a couple of ugly picks and a couple of bad overthrows. I thought defence played really well, though, and that was the sign apart from the one-blown coverage from, I think it was Fulton, uh, for their touchdown. But... Overall, I think it's 
it's not as bad of a first week as we thought it was. But yeah, it could have been a lot um a lot worse. But equally, you know, we were a ten point swing, bad ref decision away from walking away with a win on week one and probably not as many worries as we have. So it's just one of those things. I think there's an element that that may have, if we'd won the game, we'd be papering over some cracks offensively, certainly. Um, I, I, I'd, I'm ready to get angry about that 10-point swing, though. It absolutely did my nutting. Um, I was incredulous. Well, when I first saw it, and Kevin Byard Kevin saw what happened. Kevin Byard saw that it was a fumble and, and picked it up, or he saw that he thought it might be a fumble. So I'm, I'm going to pick this up. He then realised, having probably returned it halfway for a touchdown, that the refs had blown the play dead. And almost in a petulant, yeah, I know what's happening here. I'm going to make a point of angrily taking this into the end zone and putting it down like Barry Sanders in the 90s. And then just just turning around, he knew what had happened. Um, and we all knew what had happened. We were like, yeah, okay, this is... an. As soon as we saw the first replay, that's a fumble, clear as day. And if Josh Dobbs in week 18 last season was a fumble, this certainly was a fumble. This was more of a fumble than Josh Dobbs. And it, I'm watching this. Okay, right. Vrabel's going to challenge for the second time in the game, by the way, which was which was crucial. Uh, he's going to challenge this. We'll win the challenge, but we've got the touchdown taken away. We've got the touchdown taken off the board. We're going to have to go down the field. It, it wasn't as if it was returned for 20 yards for a touchdown. It was 80 or 90, the whole length of the field. Well, okay, we'll get the turnover. This is annoying. We've had a, we've had seven points taken off the board. And and they they reviewed it and didn't even overturn the call. I was just flabbergasted. And then, of course, the Saints kicked the field goal from the next play. So that's instead of the Titans getting seven points, the Saints have got three instead. And, yeah, that's the ten-point swing. And I, I'm absolutely livid. We, we can get, we'll, we'll get into it. We're criticising other things with... You could argue we should overcome this and still win the game. Fine, that that's all true. But we've been absolutely robbed blind. We were robbed blind of a playoff place last year that we didn't deserve. Uh, maybe we've been robbed of a week one win that we didn't deserve as well, but we've still been robbed. And it it's incompetence at best. But you have to wonder, given the challenge when the refs have incorrectly blown the play dead, whether they've just double down to cover their mistake by kind of making another one to say, well, it wouldn't have mattered anyway. It wouldn't have been overturned. I don't know. That's it. I can, when it comes to these types of decisions, I can understand them not calling it on the field initially. I can understand that the refs doing that. I can understand them blowing it dead just by accident. These, these stupid things happen. You see it all the time. I can understand that. What I can't get over is that it's taken however many people have sat behind a screen. It's the same, same thing with VAR in, in the Premier League. You have all these people sat behind a screen and they cannot they cannot make get that decision right. But then also, like you say, last year, the Josh Dobbs one, how can how can they get... They, they're watching the same thing. And how can you come to two different decisions? I'm watching the same... It's the same play. I've seen it this week. It's exactly the same play, isn't it, from, from Dobbs last season? The arm goes at the same time. The ball comes out before that arm goes forward. It's so clearly a fumble, yet they, they don't see it. I, I, I genuinely don't know. Have they come out with any explanation yet? I, 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 it baffles me. 
no explanations that make sense that I'm aware of. I know mm. Dean Blandino, you know, Gene Steratore was on CBS yeah. at the time saying, yeah, they'll never turn this because yeah, this of is course. You know, these, these, these aren't just TV media people who are watching spouting opinions. This, this is no. a guy that's refereed the Super Bowl, you know, yeah. <laughs> kind of knows what he's talking about. It, yeah, maybe who's who was the referee? Um, I've forgotten. I've forgotten his name, but maybe yeah, he's interpreted it differently. Possibly, oh, but, yeah, it me. And then going, I mean, I've, I I could sound like a bit like a hypocrite going back to the Josh Dobbs decision because I didn't agree with that. It feels that yeah, if if they're yeah, I get that they look similar. So if I say that this one's wrong as well, I I kind of contradict myself, but it. Either way, make it consistent. I, st- I still think I still think Sunday's was a bit more of an obvious fumble than the Dobbs one. So it depends which angle you look at. I- I'm going to maintain that, but even if you say they're the same, we've been we've been we've been screwed both ways. So at least give us one of them. Um, I don't know which one I pick. I mean, it's not <laughs> that's not really the. <laughs> but Brian, any- anything? How are Angry were you on a scale of pit bull to lap dog? That's not a good scale. On a scale of uh, minus three to seven, I was uh, <laughs> pretty, yeah, uh, pretty annoyed. Um, <laughs> That's better. We see, we seem to, we seem to get a few of these going against us lately, and it's, uh, I mean, like I say, it would just be papering over the cracks, yes. We we had a bad decision by the referee. Yes, we had a few drops, but you, you, ultimately your quarterback can't throw three interceptions, and that's what it boils down to. So it it smacked of the Bengals game in the in the playoffs, um, and it's not good enough, and it needs to improve. Uh, we could you're going to get refereeing decisions go against you. You need to be able to overcome them. Um, it's a good point. This is this is one of the elements that the team can't control. You know, Tannehill can't control what the refs are going to do. Brable certainly can't. He's he's going to try. Um, so yeah, you're right. It, it's another with game. or without. Sorry, Adam. I was just going to say it's another game that you could change one of ten things and the result would be different. We've seen to have a lot of those. Um... With with or without that decision, we still, in my opinion, should have won that game. We've done enough to win that game. Um. We played in a, let's be honest, that's a tough stadium to win in. Not many teams go there and win. Um, and Greg was actually there and he said it was obnoxiously loud, you know. So that that could play a part. I mean, home advantage, mm. miscommunication, that could have played a part in it. Um, I mean, I'm you could tell, you could tell early on there were a few false starts, weren't there? And yeah. Also, new, new O line, new center. Yeah, they've, they've not quite forged an understanding. That's very clear. So yeah, you were going to get a bit of this, but yeah, I still think we've yeah we've got to overcome this stuff. We didn't go to a silent count, did we? Which surprised me. Um, like you, yeah, you've you've got to find ways around this problem. But having said that, the false starts did dry up a bit. Yeah, nothing nothing was ever in sync offensively, was it? Um, Traylon Burks dropped an absolute sitter at one point that still to drive. Um, no, went I know straight through him, didn't it? That, that absolutely went straight through. Yeah. And I know he's had this, he's had an injury. We should be grateful that he's back for week one, given how that looks when it when it happened. So he's he's missed practice 
he's missed whatever preseason snaps he would have had, which is probably hardly anything. Uh, but... Now, for me, that was the moment we lost the game. That was the moment for me. Wow. Okay. You can pick. Yeah, you can pick one of ten of them probably. Um, that that was a horrible looking drop because that was one of the one of the few throws that he stuck between the numbers, wasn't it? Um, there were a few throws to the wig and a prayer to wherever Hopkins happened to be, which was generally in double or triple coverage. Um, a few other throws to Nick Westbrook-Akina, who had more snaps than Hopkins. But Tannehill knows it better, I guess. Um, Rob, any thoughts on the receiving core? Well, they didn't really set the world alight, did they? Let's be honest. Um, but then, they, did they have a great deal to work with? No. Um, was Burks targeted enough? Probably not. Although he did have that, obviously, that massive drop we just talked about. But was he targeted enough other than that? But then none of them were, were they? Tannehill couldn't get rid of the bloody ball. So it's, yeah, it's really frustrating. Um, obviously, that, look, I'm going to go around in another circle here. That that one that he ended up throwing deep. Who was that to? Um, who he would have been in for a touchdown. Who was that? That was that was Burks, wasn't it? Was it over Burks' head? Well, there's one. Chig. There's one to Chig, Chig down the right hand side. Chig. Yeah, the Chig down the right hand side. That's exactly one. Um, and we we score that, and we'll probably come away and go. Well, you know what? Yeah, it weren't his best game, but and he can improve. But look, we've we've gone into New Orleans and we've we've scored a touchdown. We've won the game and. Not many teams go there and win. It's, it's literally as simple as that, isn't it? <laughs> that, it it's yeah, such fine yeah. margins. Every single Titans game, it seems, are down to the tiniest of margins. Um, I, I don't know if there's any other team like that. I, I don't watch. I, I'm not one of these that goes and watch other teams. And well, certainly Sundays is all about the Titans. I don't really watch the other games, so I wouldn't know. But you should. They're much more entertaining. Oh, than okay, the yeah. <laughs> That's very true. Our games are all so close. It seems every single game it comes down to one moment or two moments. It's bizarre. Apart from the ones where we get blown up. <laughs> <laughs> it's true that is that is still like as bad as losing seven on the bounce was at the end of last year. There weren't many of those. There was the Eagles. Eagles got blown out, yeah. And maybe one of the, the first Jags Fair game. Shit. But other than other than that, um, uh, there wasn't much. Did we play the pay? Yeah. Patriots spanked us. I'm struggling to remember that. Yeah. yeah. But there were most most of those seven boy, they would felt like before? this sort of game. <laughs> was that the year before? I'm not sure now. It might be. They all blended to one. No, <laughs> I, the one with um, the Deontay Foreman fumble. That's the one I think where, yeah, and it just all unraveled. But it seems to be a long list, doesn't it? Of those, the sort of games we've just seen where you're like, yeah, this, if we could have just executed this or this happened, it, it would have been different. And the reason we are keeping these games so close is the defence. And we should, well, I'll maybe come back to that in a minute, but we should give them no criticism whatsoever. Um, I do want to mention the decision from Mike Brable late on in the game to kick a field goal rather than go for it on fourth and short-ish. Fourth and mid. Fourth, what was it? Five-ish. Now, it's not a decision I would have made. Um, I don't know. I don't know what the analytics would say there. It's a funny one because your, your gut feel... Uh, Mike Brable's historically gone with his gut 
on these on these things and now now we're relying a bit more on analytics it might be one of those weird ones that what he did was gave us the best chance to win i don't know but what he said in the press conference was that his decision now i think this is taken out of context a little bit but his decision to put the game in the defense's hands or make ask them to ask them to then make a stop kind of makes sense because they're more likely to execute something maybe you could say that the defense is more likely to get a stop than the offense was likely to convert that fourth down but the thing for me is you go for that fourth down you get it you've got a reasonable chance of scoring a touchdown on that drive and winning the game that way and if you don't get it your defense has got to make a stop anyway so i don't see to me it just it just didn't feel like the right move um it felt like it was going to be harder work to win the game have a kick a field goal and then you've you've got a best case you stop the saints and you've still got to drive the length of the field anyway you go for it and get it you've only got you're already in the red zone so it just it just didn't kind of work for me i'm sensing agreement from you both um you're shaking your head rob but probably not at me no not at you at all no not at you you at all at the time um I was watching it and I wasn't even surprised that he went for the field goal. That's I think I don't know whether that's just because I've been ingrained by Rabel for his he's got kind of a mentality of not to lose rather than to try and win. That I get that impression. Um not that I always disagree with you, but I think the main thing there is like what you you said, you hit the nail on the head with the we'd have had to, the defense would have had to make a stop either way. Yeah. So why not go? For it? It, 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 I look back at it now, and yeah, I, I, I don't understand why he didn't go for it. It, it yeah, just lacked, just lacked. Look, but if you're trying to build up your quarterback, you, give him the ball, give him the ball, let him try and do something. He's been crap all game. You never know; he might turn it on and do something, and then mm. that, that's all his worry's gone, isn't it? If he turned that, if he when we made that fourth down there with Tannehill. We'd have all been forgotten. We'd have been forgotten about, and been like, "Well, yeah, he had a bad start to the game, but he got into it." And I added to the fact our best players offensively were generally putting the ball into our best players' hands. Traylon Burks on an end around, I seem to recall. Um, there were one or two plays where he looked pretty exciting after the catch. And Derek Henry, where was he? Yeah, yeah, like um, Harry said earlier, he was great in the first half, and, and Spears. They both looked good. Yeah. And then it stopped. It, it just stopped. I, 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 there was a the face face palm he did to uh who was the defensive back that he absolutely smashed into the ground. That was <laughs> hilarious. I love seeing it when he does that. Um, and he was great. He was really really good. But I don't know. Rabel does this with Henry like, fairly often. I find he'll he'll have big old periods where he's on the field getting involved all the time, and then he'll. Just disappear. I, I don't really know what, especially in a game like that where Tannehill couldn't find his ass with both hands, could he? To, and they, to take away the ball from Henry, yeah, is baffling. I always feel like I watch the Titans and we don't. It's like we don't have enough plays. Our, our star players don't have enough touches. It always seems that way. And I watch other teams and like their best players, their best players just have loads of the ball. And I've, I've never quite put my finger on why that is. But normally we're criticising us for not, well, maybe not throwing the ball enough. And it feels like it's the opposite this time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, definitely. Definitely. 
but you've got to do with what you've got to go with what's working. You go with the hot hand. If if a receiver's having a streaky game, then you target him a bit more. But it felt like it what it wasn't as if the Saints were bottling Derek Henry up. This is the thing. Um and you you go with him and if they if they are and they're stacking the box, then you try something else. It didn't feel like it I don't know if we're overthinking it. Yeah, well, potentially, yeah, potentially we're overthinking it. But and Rabel knows knows more than we do. You don't know Henry. Henry might have had a little knock or something. We don't know, but it didn't seem that way. It didn't seem that way. Who knows? It might be that we're reducing his snap count, and I don't fundamentally have a problem with that. But use Spears a bit more if that's the if that's the plan. I mean, he looked good, didn't he? He's exciting. He's very good. That's what the best, I would say, the best running back talent I've seen since Henry himself that we've, we've drafted. It's got to be. It's not a long list. <laughs> no. <laughs> I think it's the only one who's managed to stay on the field. Yeah, that, that's <laughs> also true. Um, all right, what, what about the defence then, Brian? Um, let's improve the mood a little bit because I can't find, yeah, you could, Criticised the secondary maybe a little bit. Christian Fulton got beat, didn't he? And Derek Carr managed over 300 passing yards, but a lot of it was the bend don't break stuff. But overall, like we looked like our front seven looked exceptional. Um, I'm going to go on record to say that that's the best front seven in the league. And um, I liked. I know we 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 pointed out something in the group chat that we've noticed they were landing Simmons on on their left tackle because he was getting loads of success with him. Um, it was a bit different. I think we're quite creative on on that side of the ball. I think the the safeties look as good as ever. I think uh, everybody loves a hooker. Um, <laughs> and you know, Bayard's be Bayard's just you know Mister Reliable, isn't he? Um, I thought Murphy Bunting was a bit lacking, but like you say, he's rusty. You know, give them, give them chance. The Saints are a good side. Um, but that front seven, man, they're, they're just lethal. If you, you know, you dare double team Jeff Simmons and, you know, he, he's coming straight through the middle if, if you do, you know. It's like it, we always seem to, like, if Jeff doesn't feast, there's someone else who will like, because like, he's taking the attention monster. away. Yeah. And like, even Carl Pico, Peco, um, like he, he's getting involved in Tart when he's when he's in, and just the we always seem to have other guys that look dangerous. And part part of it is the attention that Jeff gets, um, but we just seem to be it's just the area of the field that we know how to do. And yeah, I wish I wish we had that sort of level of creativity or sav- savviness on the other side of the ball. But here we are. Can you remember when we didn't believe in Shane Bourne? <laughs> well, he was just Mike Brable's puppet. Um, and, well, it seems crazy, doesn't it? We we had that. I think it's the twenty twenty, the COVID year, where we seem to it seemed to all flip, and offensively we could do no wrong, and but we couldn't stop teams on the other side of the ball. But yeah, that was the the Jadavian Clowney experiment as well, wasn't it? Jonathan Joseph. Yeah, thing, things are... What was he called? Oh, uh, uh, Beasley. 
Yeah, Demarcus Beasley, crazy. <laughs> so we've we're we've sorted that side out side of the ball out. I would say enough. Um, also, Rob Nick Falk. Oh, what a leg! What a leg! <laughs> Never in doubt, was it? Never in doubt. How old is he, by the way? Uh, Fifty-six. <laughs> he looks so old. He does look so old, but looks Mister Reliable. He looked great. Yeah, been a long time since we had a nice reliable kicker. So, I mean, it all come crashing down, I'm sure. But that he looked, he, but he wasn't. He did just nail every kick. They were all right, right down the middle, and there was one Black over fifty. Down. So, uh, the doubts about his leg. So uh, we we have little faith, mocking the fact that we went through three kickers in the preseason. But we had we had it under control all along. And to be honest, it's a good job he can kick with our offense, isn't it? To be honest, well, we'd have been we'd have been shut out like the Giants, <laughs> wouldn't we? Um, yeah, just uh, it's like the Titans of old, in, inept in certain ways, but we've got a reliable kicker and maybe a reliable punter, maybe. And he put he put a. <laughs> Stuck a pretty sexy directional punt in at one point, didn't he? Did the yeah, I think one blocked. Yeah, that too. Was that on him? I don't know. Um, Greg Greg said that Chestnut got roasted, but that was just for a, a bad pun. I don't think that was actually accurate. So, <laughs> yeah, special special teams. I mean, and Kieris Jackson looked all right. He did. He didn't muff a punt. There's a there's a there's a step forward. <laughs> Yeah, he looked fairly confident, didn't he? Um, probably all, all we can really say at the moment. He had to really after one game, but we'll see. <laughs> is he is he the guy that was playing Division Four? Division Four. Yeah, like college. college like really... I don't know. He was undrafted, wasn't he? Uh, is he the cornerback? Like, yeah, I guess that's his position. I don't, did we see, we may have seen him there in the preseason. I'm sure I'm sure he's playing in like a really, really low level school, you know. But he seemed to maybe maybe again it might be misplaced confidence, but he seemed to he wanted to field every punt. He wasn't he wasn't whiffing on anything. And there were a couple where I thought, oh that's brave, but he got away with it. Like his bravado worked. So it's yeah, more confidence than Carl Phillips back there was. It's a positive, isn't it? We'll take them at the moment. Yeah, there you go. We've got the the king looks good. We've got a kicker. We've got a front seven. We've got a reasonable secondary. Inside linebackers still the maybe an area of concern, but it wasn't as if the Saints ran all over us or anybody was exposed. I, Gibbons looked all right. Al Shair looked all right, other than a, a silly penalty. Oh, that was ridiculous, wasn't it? Stupid boy. Yeah. But these things, yeah, they, they happen all the time, don't they? You, you see them, that type of penalty given all the time. Yeah. You do. It was they they just frustrate, don't they? You're just like you you're watching it. Don't don't just don't hit don't hit him. Pull back, pull back, and it's too late. And you know you know the flag's coming. Unless you play for Kansas City. Yeah, yeah. Different <laughs> different rules apply. Well, we're never going to get as we've established earlier. We're never going to get the the rub of the the referee's flags, are we? So this is the Tennessee Titans. Um, <laughs> but on to week two, the charges at home. Now we we could just go and beat the charges, and everything will seem absolutely fine. Uh, but that 
I joked before last week that we'd lose to the Saints and beat the Chargers. So that's that's still on. Do I believe it? I'm not sure. Brian, any any way we can we can turn this around? Obviously we can, but do you do you, do you see it? And and if so, how? Well, we we have to just accept that the Chargers are going to score points because they're 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 good. They're really good offense. Um, but yeah, we can get at them if we can fix even fifty percent of our offense. If we can just score 24, 26 points, I think we can beat them. But yeah, they're they're, they're going to score. They're, they're too good not to. Um, yeah, I, I'm quietly I'm quietly confident, but I, I'm also half expecting a, an absolute roasting. I think. The Chargers are a bit of a flawed team, like not in the same way we are, but I think they can they can make mistakes. They, I mean, they made mis- you know it's a ridiculous game they had against the Dolphins in, in week one, uh, a classic Kevin Harlan game. Every every single play was monumentally exciting, and it just it was just perfect for it. But like they couldn't find a way to beat the Dolphins, and I'm not criticizing them for that per se. But they they can make mistakes. I kind of feel that I, we've got to get turnovers or our defence has to maybe even has to score to help up, just to help us offensively because whether we have, I don't really feel like we've got enough. And if <clears throat> if we need to score 28 points or something to win, then I kind of feel that we need a, something from them. Rob, how about you? Any any way you see us turning this round so soon? The offense has to play better. If offense plays like that in every game, we lose every game this season. Don't we? It's just, I don't think it's that's too drastic to say. It has that has to play better. However, Chargers seem to base their game off the back of Eckler. Our front seven were brilliant against Jamal Williams. I know he's probably a different caliber, but against the run, I think I think we can, we can defend that. Um, but like you say, the defense has to step up with an interception, pick six to to, to get anywhere close to them. Chargers, they always seem to beat themselves, to be honest. I watched that Dolphins game on, on Sunday and they they I thought they had that game in the bag. I mean, see, it was back and forward, but I thought that it was there to be won and, and somehow they, they managed to lose it. Um, and it seems like a regular occurrence for them. So, yeah, I, I think they can be beaten, but yeah, we've definitely, definitely got to improve like 70%, 80% better, I think. Like, not as obviously defence, but offensively, definitely. I think we're at yeah, can you expect a complete transformation and Tannehill to come out and throw four touchdowns and 450 yards? Probably not. But if he could do a chunk of it with a bit of help, then that should that should be enough. Like if that's where we can get back to, if we can get back to Tannehill being functional enough, enough from Henry, enough offensively to score some points and get enough yards, and crucially not turning the ball over. And the defense will help us enough to win most games, and that's where we should be at. Uh, it's a a lot's a lot's got to happen quickly. Yes, definitely. Yeah, it's it's not going to be easy. It never is, um, and I, it's going to be a tight one, isn't it? I, I'm fairly sure it's going to be close. Um, I can't see them absolutely blowing us out. I just don't think we're that type of team that do get blown out. Um, obviously the, the odd occasion, but we, we don't really seem to be that type of side. It's, but certainly under Vrabel, it's not a regular occurrence, is it, that we get absolutely tonked? Um, yeah, I, I'm excited. I'm looking forward to it. Six o'clock again, is it, Ad? It is, yeah. Six o'clock. Perfect. Um, yeah. yeah, I'm looking forward to it. 
we've got to be better, haven't we? We can't be any worse offensively. <laughs> so it's got to be better. That is, there's absolute, complete logic in that. There you go. What what more do you need to hear? Like it, it cannot be worse. So so that's how we're going to beat the Chargers. Oh, I don't know. Um, Imagine that's going to be Rabel's team talk, isn't it? Listen, lads, relax. It can't get any worse than this. <laughs> and then the defense stink or something, but no, it's not. Before before we move, says, hold my beer. <laughs> um, Harry, by the way, has been detained by a, a small child, I think, if you're wondering why you haven't heard from him in, in the last, well, 10 minutes or so. Brian, I think the question on all our lips that we should probably come back to before we get onto non-Titans related is, is what happens if Tannehill continues to stink? Um, it's it's something we're going to have to think about, arguably. I hope, we, I hope it doesn't go that way. Um, but if it does, how long a leash does he have? Um, where are we at? Are we talking about this in week six, week ten, end of the season? What do you think? Um, like like uh, Rob touched on earlier, is 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 the alternative better? No, it isn't. Not yet. So you have to give him. For me, I'm saying week six. It's still if it's still rubbish in week six. Let's just let's just you know let's get mayonnaise man out. Just see what he can do. I mean, I would tell you where where I'm at with this. If we end up, if we end up making a change, I don't. I've seen what Malik Willis can and can't do. I don't see. I don't see much point. Um, I'd rather see what Will Levis can do if it comes to it. And it week six feels early, but like if if we're if we're zero and six after London or something, you might as well. I don't think we will be for what it's worth, but it's if a couple more iffy performances and those daggers are going to be out as if like as if they're not out already. If you've seen Titans Twitter's not one for overreacting, is it? But <laughs> some of some of the reaction, some of the memes, some of the reaction to Josh Allen putting it, um, stinking it up at the same time, and the the comparisons have been quite entertaining. I have to say. Um. They're the they're the same picture and all that. But, Rob, what would you what would you do if we're still if this is the trend going forward? Yeah, no, I agree with both of you. I said it earlier. Is the alternative any better? No. Are the front office thinking of that at the moment? I don't even think it's on their thoughts at the moment. I think that they have a, a bit of faith in Tannehill. I've got a bit of faith in Tannehill, to be honest. I, I'm not going to throw him on the, on the fire just yet. Um, it's one game. Obviously, back in the last season, um, wasn't ideal either. Um, it's one game. We nearly won. We could have won. He was crap. But <laughs> all we need to do on on Sunday, if he comes out and we beat the Chargers, it's all forgotten about, isn't it? As simple as that. It is though. It will be yeah, forgotten about. Yeah. If he comes out and he throws two touchdowns, doesn't get an interception, and we win win by two, three points, and it's all forgotten about. So I'm not going to overreact over one game. Um, like you say, Titans Twitter is just a. I think that's every team's Twitter, though, isn't it? Whatever Probably. sport, whatever sport you follow, whatever team you follow, it's always an absolute cesspit. Um, everybody overreacts. <laughs> it's, Can yeah. you imagine Cowboys Twitter? What that must be oh, like when they lose? Or... <laughs> yeah, could you imagine? But yeah, we haven't got we haven't got an alternative. This time last season, we had an unknown quantity in um, 
Malik Willis, didn't we? And everyone was excited about that. We've seen that. Um, any anything in the off season, I, I don't think has turned everyone's opinions on it upside down. I, I think he is what he is. He obviously needs time to improve. Will he end up being good enough? Who really knows? He's not certainly not at the moment, is he? Otherwise, he'd be out there. Mm-hmm. Um, Will Levis, another one. Who knows what he is? We know we've got with Tannehill to a certain extent. Yes, he stunk on Sunday, but generally he's been he's been decent for us. I think. Um, for what it's worth. Um, so come on, we yeah. can't we can't ditch him yet, can we? Completely, completely agree. Harry, you've you've made it back. Um, no yeah, no idea, no idea how things are with Cooper, but um, it's nice to see your face again. You're like a broken yeah, man, I think, Harry. I think, uh, yeah, I, I genuinely think I would have had a better chance of stopping Henry on the one yard line by myself than getting <laughs> that boy to sleep a reasonable amount of time. <laughs> Um, it's it's all right. Mike yeah. Brable would have called a different play, or uh, um, yeah, Tim probably, Kelly, I should know, say. Yeah, it would have been like a screen or something stupid, but sure. Um, judging by what we were talking about there, it's sort of Ryan Tannehill and when to move on and if to move on. And I think the front out office have kind of shown their hand with how much faith they have in Tannehill going forward long term. He's um, up there in the top five of oldest quarterbacks starting this year in week one. We need a replacement at some point. He was only ever meant to be a stopgap for Mariota, and he's turned into far more than that since 2019. He's Personally, also got think... a contract to go with that, though. So... Yeah. I, I think, though, if we're on a losing season, we may as well sort of chance the hand and find out what Levis can do. Um, but I don't see us making that change until after London, really. I don't, you know, the AFC... South is always is a bit of a cesspit. I mean, the Jags look good, to be fair to them, but you've got two rookie QBs in, in the South. Anything can happen, and I don't think it will particularly take loads of wins to be in and around the wild card. Um, so I think we, if we're on a losing record week eight, week nine, then then we make the change, but I can't see it much before then, really. Yeah, I think that's fair. We seem, we seem to be broadly agree on this. Um, also... also... Like this has been, it was quite a depressing performance on Sunday. That's that's very much the vibe here. But I, it's not. It doesn't feel like as if the season's over or we've got no hope whatsoever. It's not that. It's nothing like that level. You wouldn't know from some of the immediate reaction. But I think when the dust settles, yeah, there's we've still got a reasonable roster. We've got an incredible defense. We can win games this season. Um, we just need to improve. So let's let's hope that happens on starting it's, starting it's, on Sunday. It's week one where you know you've got Tannehill trying to force the ball to nuke every second play. Henry's probably a little bit rusty. Tannehill's a bit rusty. Defense looks solid though, so there are things to be happy about and to go forward in. You know, it's not as bleak as it was come week fifteen, week sixteen last year. You know where we had. Dobbs and not much around him, and Nick Westbrook, Akina playing wide receiver one, really, alongside Burks, who wasn't doing much. So, yeah. you know, there's more positives on offense. There's a better defense. Simmons looks like Aaron Donald, just Aaron Donald, not even Aaron Donald light anymore. Just if he played in a big market, you'd never hear the last of him. Um, <laughs> you know, it's just, it, there's loads to be happy about. It's just that it, it was a typical Titans performance on Sunday. <laughs> Absolutely, we always lose week one anyway. Yeah, although 
so I saw that. Just uh, Justin Graver tweeted that. Oh, it's another. But I, look, I was looking it up. That's not really true. Like the last Bar- three, it's two, only two three Bar- in a row. Is that what it is? Two and four. Okay. So, yeah. I remember the Giants. The Giants last year when it lost by a point. Very similar. Yeah. Very last, similar feel very after similar. that. Yeah. Yeah, it was. Like I say, if we had lost a shootout in New Orleans, like, would would there be the same reaction? And you still lost the game, haven't you? Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. I think I think it's been blown well out of proportion. If if a QB like Ryan Tannehill, who's always got a bullseye on his head in various circles because of the image out of Miami and everything else, if someone like him stinks one week, it has a different reaction to if a defense whiffs. You know, if, yeah, like you say, if we lost a if we lost a shootout and were questionable defensively, it's it doesn't get the same level of of panic. Absolutely. No, and that for us that'd probably be more worrying, wouldn't it, if the defense stopped. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rationally, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, well, you've cheered me up, boys, I must say. <laughs> well, let's try and Greg cheer you Martin. up. Cheer you up. Yeah, Craig's not here. Um, we'll try and cheer you up a bit more um by well, giving you the floor, non-Titans related. Now oh. first first time on here, you've got a lifetime of well, I mean, anything. It's entirely up to you. The floor is yours. Non-Titans related. Oh. I was going to say how much I'm looking forward to them coming over in, to London and meeting all you guys in the in the pub, but I guess that's Titans related. Um, so non-Titans related. If you just related. admit that it's because of a Titans game and just say that you're looking forward to meeting us in a pub. <laughs> yeah. on the yeah. I mean, it, it kind of works. <laughs> no, I don't know if I've got anything non-Titans related, but yeah, how how many weeks away are we? It's not even that far, is it? Three, four weeks? Four, no, five weeks maybe. Four five. and a half. Yeah, we're four yeah. and a half. So it's yeah. really coming up close. I'm hoping there's going to be some communication soon about where people are going to be meeting and where the um, Titans guys are going to be. I'm really, really looking forward to that weekend. Should be an absolute blast. And and I've never been to the Spurs Stadium either, so maybe that'll be my. Uh, I love my football. Um, not so much Premier League, but I love watching it. Um, and that stadium looks absolutely incredible. So I'm really looking forward to going there. To be fair, I can absolutely vouch for that. Um, I can also vouch for seeing substandard performances for my team in that stadium. It's just <laughs> hopefully that's not what we're going to get, but it is a magnificent place. Um, Harry, what have you? Uh, just in case you have to run again, um, hopefully not. What's going on? I mean, if he's not out by now, mate, he's never going out, so it's fine. Um, no, I um, mine's sort of times related, sort of not. So obviously, we're all meeting down in London on the in, during October for that weekend and stuff like that. So I thought, oh, what should I do? Should I like drive down from North Wales, pretty much where I live, or should I just get the train and then the train? I can have a couple of beers on the way down, maybe a bit of football manager, a bit more of a relax. You know, really enjoy a child-free weekend by not even having to drive. You know, smart mm-hmm. move. How much is a ticket? Bearing in mind, I'm booking it, you know, when I was looking like seven, eight weeks in advance. You know, it's only one change at Birmingham. 80 quid. 80 quid. It's like, it's not worth the non-freedom not to try drive. For I thought you were going to say worse, actually, to be fair. But that's like if I book... A specific train for a specific time and I'm not going to lie, I'm not trusting myself to get a train too early <laughs> on a Monday morning. So, 
I'm not even trusting myself to get the train on the Friday afternoon, let alone the Monday morning. So I'm, I'm, I just can't believe that that's allowed. That you know, mad amount of money on a train that. I mean, how much money do they reckon that you make off that? Like, you know, all you got to pay is fuel and a couple of stuff. Like, just crack on and get on with it. But oh, it just blows blows my mind. And uh, goes to show I don't really take the train that much. That I thought that was well expensive, and all you lads were like, "Great, great bargain." I hope you booked it. Okay, go first class. Just <laughs> yeah, go all in. Yeah, I'm like driving all wild and get the train. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's worth it I mean yeah Oswald Street's a lovely place got a lovely cafe there and everything so it's definitely worth a gander um, but yeah no I just can't believe that you know trains are so expensive and then you know obviously buzzing for October buzzing for just meeting up with you guys properly and yeah having a couple of beers watching a game and yeah just all of all of the good stuff that comes along with a weekend with the Titans and London and everything like that Whereabouts are you staying Harry? You booked the hotel? We are staying in an Airbnb by the Olympic Stadium with Brian and Miles and Miles's partner as well. So that'd be nice, nice little oh, breakaway. Yeah. And best thing about it, and I know I shouldn't say it, but a child-free weekend feels like a bit of a layup, doesn't it? <laughs> and you get to be Little Spoon. Absolutely. Yeah, I can't wait for that. <laughs> Olympic Park is decent. There's loads of good bars around the Olympic Park. Um over towards Hackney Wick, there's loads of good little bars and that around there now. It's a really good little area. You'll have a great time there. If if you yeah, like, nice. if if you like sort of um, flowery, strong, crazy craft beers, then that's the area for you. It's a there's a lot of decent stuff around there. Perfect. Yeah, uh, Brian. Any uh, any rants from yourself or even the opposite? I think the opposite. I'm hoping. No, I've been too <laughs> positive for too long. Um, but two things, really. One's just a minor one. You know, um, if you buy like a milkshake, like a carton of milkshake, and you open the lid and then there's another thing inside with a little handle. Oh, yeah. Why is it so painful? On your the little finger. ring, the little <laughs> ring thing, doesn't cut, yeah. and then it's then you just spill it everywhere because it's yeah. everywhere. Yeah. yeah, right. That was just a small one because I had a, an encounter with one yesterday, and I did spill, but my fingernail felt like it was wanting to fall off afterwards. But no, what what what's uh, annoying me? Obviously, I've started like training quite hard. I document everything online. Uh, I've got an online coach and everything, and what I find is. People offering unsolicited advice, but the idiots. So they tell you, you know, like I'm quite well read on the subjects that I needed to be because I had to, because obviously I had to change. And I'm I'm getting advice like this guy came up to me in the gym and he said, You're taking too much rest in between your sets. And I was like, mate, I'm I'm doing a max rep. You're supposed to do between five to seven minutes rest. Just little things like that. And then people online saying, oh, you need to do more cardio. What do you think picking a 100 kilo sandbag is and running with it? People would go up to you in the gym. and Oh, yeah. There's a guy in our gym. We call him the creature. <laughs> he, he, um, he, splits, he splits doing lap pull downs with, boxing, with shadow boxing. He's crazy. <laughs> do you call him wild, the creature on, to his wild. face? 
but, but you know, you've got to remember, I live in Middlesbrough. <laughs> <laughs> it's different. Well, it's different up here. <laughs> clearly, um, someone someone called the creature is is coming coming up to you to give you. So, so I guess the message is: if you're going to offer unsolicited advice, at least know what you're talking about. You know, <laughs> I have yeah. been. There has been people who came and helped me, and I appreciate that. But when you're just talking rubbish, or oh, someone said to me, "Don't eat protein after the gym. You eat too much protein, it just all sits on your stomach." Well, it's not true. So you know, like, shut up. <laughs> Do you know, just like little things like that. Just leave me alone. Um, hit hit Brian up on Twitter for any of your dietary um, any advice related to this, as I wouldn't, I wouldn't have a clue about that sort of stuff. Uh, but nor nor would I go up to somebody and pretend I did. That's very weird behaviour. That's the point. Yeah, absolutely. Um, what have I got? Have I got anything? Oh, what? Safe service super, surf service checkout Sainsbury's. They've now got a a thing where you have to scan your receipt to get out. Which I'll know for next time. But I've, the receipt's at the bottom of my bag. And there's a then you discover they put a gate in that won't open unless you scan the barcode from the receipt to prove that you've paid for your shopping. This is the world we live in. You can't you can't get away with stealing anything anymore. It is dodgy where you live, though, isn't it? It really is. It must be. <laughs> <laughs> but of all the supermarkets, you think Sainsbury's would be the 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 image is probably the most upmarket of the of the big four or five or however many it is. I'd expect that in Aldi. Or little, um, but yeah, when they, they if they start doing it in Waitrose, the game's gone. That's it. Oh. <laughs> there you go. That's that's more than enough of uh, for me on that. Good to chat. I'm sorry it has to come to week one um, for us to do this, but we'll do it every week this season. Um, Rob, it's been great to finally get you on. No, it's been great fun. Yeah, great fun. I can't wait to come back, to be honest. Hopefully we've got something better to talk about next time. But yeah. It's, uh... Quick quickly before we go, can we get some score predictions for the next game? Oh I was hoping to get away with not doing that. If that's if that's what we've got to do, um then fine. Um 31 28 Titans, you heard it here. Ooh. Harry? Uh, I can't see a score and plus 30 points seeing as we haven't done it for about seven years. Uh, let's go 24-17 Titans. <laughs> this is, we're just answering with our hearts here, but I'm all here for it. Uh, Rob? I can't see a score in many points again. I think it's going to be something along the lines of 17-13 Chargers. Boo. <laughs> um, Brian, go on. That's so weird. So I was exactly, I was going to say the exact scoreline my, uh, Harry said. 24-17. So let's go 24-20. Titans? Yeah, obviously. Okay. We're, we're all idiots. That's the we? we always have to pick a Titans. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I just went with my heart. You all must be absolutely battered, because except Greg. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, it can, it could happen. It, it could course, happen. Of course, it would be a very Titans thing to do, wouldn't it? Like you said earlier, be very Titans <laughs> thing to lose to the Saints, beat the Chargers. 
fingers crossed that happens and then well whenever the next time is that you come on rob it will be after a win let's say that um and hopefully that's not too when many did, years when away. did you say the last time titan scored 30 points was adam oh greg greg came up with this earlier it was miami 2021 <laughs> yeah nice prediction i was, was going to add that on a... season was that that game first game of the season yeah. No, a couple of weeks before the end at home. Oh. Miami at home in the in the really cold cold weather. Uh, um, Tua stunk it up that day. Right. See, it can happen to anyone. Look at him now. There you go. Lovely to chat. Um, tighten up as ever. Go well. Um, we'll be back this week. Tighten up. Have a flight in.